We're really fighting an internal process that is designed to keep us safe, keep us alive, and really it's, it's taught without words. It's trained in us. So this process of emotion, the process of kind of how we engage is so fast and it's so tricky that to break it down can really be hard. Even if you're articulate, even if you know your moves, even if you know the steps. This, this is, is the Connecting, Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. I'm Angela Emhoff. And I'm Chad Emhoff. We're in episode six of our series on what we wish we knew really talking about things that would have been helpful to know as we started our relationship. It's really based on our premarital series that we've developed and hope to share with you all soon. Uh, But really this episode, we're going to focus on the process of emotion, kind of what happens inside us. We have talked about this a little bit before, but really we mean, how are we doing? What's the health of our relationship? How is my emotion impacting what's happening in our relationship? And how does that how does that land? I think it's so important to kind of bring this up, even if it, you're several years into your relationship, 10 years, 20 years, whatever the time frame is. I remember when I was dating, thinking, oh, because we're in love and because we're connecting, you're just going to know how I feel. You're just going to know what I think. It's just going to come naturally. And That's how you- it works in the romantic comedies. <laughs> those (laughs) rom-coms. They're not good for us. But if you've listened to the last three episodes or even since the beginning of this series, you're starting to recognize that we come from a different experience. Chad's experience with how he responded to emotion or how his family taught him to respond to emotion is extremely different than how my family taught me to respond to emotion. And so likewise, it's important that we have our own awareness of what is happening for us, our own internal process, not only so that we can know who we are and how we react or how we respond or what level of interaction we want to give, but also so that we can articulate it to our partner. They're not mind readers. They're not you know, body feelers in the sense of knowing internally what I'm feeling if I can't articulate it. And it's unfair for us to assume they are just because they know us or just because they love us. Without me explaining to Chad what is going on internally for me, he has no idea. And it, it I got to tell you, it's hard to stay with it, even if you do explain it. And you're articulate and you do a great job. But man, sometimes knowing ourselves and, and even being descriptive and kind of having those words that we need it's tough to get the message across because we're really fighting an internal process that um, is designed to keep us safe, keep us alive. And really it's, it's taught without um, words. It's trained in us. So this process of emotion, the process of kind of how we engage is so fast and it's so tricky um, that to break it down can really be hard. Even if you're articulate, even if you know your moves, even if you know the steps. So what we're attempting to do is kind of bring awareness to something that we're not expecting you just to go out and alter it. This isn't something that doesn't work. It works for you probably pretty well, but it's something we want to be able to pay attention to. I think that it's kind of like in Hollywood if they come out with a movie or a series and then years later they come out with the prequel. Like we've discussed what your cycle looks like and if you're the pursuer or you're the withdrawer and how you guys interact and some tendencies of pursuers and withdrawers. And now with this series and specifically with this episode, we're really kind of going 
back to the prequel of yeah. how you even know what's happening for you, your awareness internally that is kind of driving what happens next, which is the interaction in that cycle. So this is like pre-cycle inside myself. Am I able to be aware, articulate, identify, understand those things that are happening for myself? And then the hope is that if I share those with my partner, he'll be able to be there with me in them or respond to them or do what needs to happen to kind of either help me or understand me more. Yeah. Well, and let's just dive into it. So like what we're talking about is, is temp. And I think of it like kind of taking your temperature if you're sick, right? It's like, how do I know whether or not I have a fever? Well, I slow down and I go get the thermometer and I check. And this, I think, is kind of like a, a check on how am I doing relationally, emotionally. And this is an acrostic that a dear friend of ours, George Fowler, came up with, which stands for, and we've talked about this in a previous episode, trigger, emotion, meaning, and then protective action, which is the behavior your partner will probably see you doing um, as a response to what's happening. And so when Chad is saying temp, that is what it stands for. Yeah. So a lot of times a trigger could be just about anything in the world. You know, it could be a boss, it could be a friend, it could be your uh, someone you're dating, your partner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any anybody that you engage with, a family member, um, probably those are the first people that ever triggered us. <laughs> but but we want to we want to think about like, okay, how do I know? Something has to cue my body that there's something wrong. And so when we think about temp, temp is like, what is that thing that's triggering me? What is the thing that's causing me uh, yeah. to start to feel and to start to have a response? So that's trigger. E is emotion, and that's what do I feel, right? So that response that my body has has to be labeled something. And our brains, the, the way we've kind of done that with words is to call those things emotion. My body's response to a trigger is what I would call my emotion, kind of how it feels to be me. And then once I have that feeling, it really goes into M, which is meaning. What do I think about myself? What do I think about my partner? What do I think about the world? What do I do with that information? And how, do, how does this go? And then after or based on those beliefs, those meanings, I'll kind of come up with a way that I want to handle it. So it, it kind of tells me, oh, the way I believe about either the world, my partner, my parent, whoever the person is, what I believe is happening there or about myself that tells me what I need to do, what my next step is. So then I start, I move into my protective action tendency. So what it is that I'm going to do next to kind of resolve that feeling I have that tells me whatever I believe to get this thing kind of organized and made sense of. A lot of times before we're in a relationship, when we're single or when we're growing up in the family of origins that we do, that protective action is really only for myself. It's what I need to do to kind of get my emotional state back on track if I've been triggered or flustered or can kind of feel myself being dysregulated. The, the challenge is that when I get married and I now have a partner who is present for my trigger or present for my emotional distress, sometimes even plays an active part, it can be a challenge if I am now trying to protect myself when I need this to be a relational interaction. And so that's when we really talk about a cycle and shifting those protective actions, shifting the behavior. So if my behavior is a pursue behavior, then, then that kind of comes back at chat or if his 
behavior is a withdrawal behavior, then that's where a relational cycle comes up. But in this particular episode, we almost kind of want to take that relational component out of it for just a second and have you really kind of identify internally what triggers you. What are the things that are triggering you that that kind of set you off or dysregulate you or get you kind of worked up, if that's a couple of ways that I could word that. And then can you identify the emotion you're feeling? And then can you articulate the meaning that your brain and body assign to that? Even getting that far down the road is really important in understanding your process and what happens for you. And, and it's really key because all this happens so fast that as you kind of break that down, it really does slow it down. So if, if I'm in the moment and I get triggered and I go, oh, my, the guy driving on, on the freeway cut me off, right? And I'm like, ah, if I can go, oh, wait, I'm getting angry. Why am I angry? What do I, I'm believing something about him. This doesn't feel fair. He should have let me in. I had my blinker on, whatever the thing is. As if I kind of go, wait, what's happening? If I examine my process, it really does slow it down. It allows you to start to make some choices about what's always been kind of an automatic response process. I think that the best thing for us to do usually is to give you a personal example from our lives. And we actually have something that has been triggering (laughs) both of us pretty uh, steadily that is a really good example that isn't necessarily about our cycle, but it's about us individually. And so we bought a house and we're moving, we're downsizing on purpose, and we have this house and we're doing some things to the kitchen and we're doing a couple projects with the house, whether it's, you know, removing the popcorn ceilings or switching some of the lighting or the fixtures or doing some kitchen things. And both of us kind of attack that project a different way. I think of kind of the creative aesthetic and how the house is going to feel like a home. And Chad really thinks about like the nuts and bolts of the jobs that are required to do what it takes to get us into the house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really do. I go to like, what are the mechanics that need to happen? What, what, where do the wires need to be? How does the electric get from here to there? Yeah. You know, what is, what does that wall do that we don't like? Or what is the, you know, how, how is this going to really physically work? And what is our time frame? Yeah. And so here both of us are at the end of the summer. Our daughter is about to start school. We're selling our house. We're buy, we've bought another house. We're moving into it. We have all those details. Now we're also doing a couple updates on the house. And we tend to interact pretty well. Chad yeah. and I already have a secure relationship. We've worked on enough projects that we respect each other. We trust each other's creativity and and capabilities at this yet here we are faced with a lot of decisions like paint colors and how we want the cabinets to look and appliances this has been a huge one for us i've always used electric but heard gas is great so we're discussing switching to gas but now i'm like wait a minute what if i don't like it and i can't go back and we're so we're making these decisions that are causing us to have pressure and so even yesterday this is a conversation Chad and I had where I'm walking through temp that I want to process out loud so you can kind of hear. And so I feel myself quite literally having a hard time breathing where I can take deep breaths. I feel like I'm not getting enough oxygen. My heart races a little bit. I try to slow down. Like even as I'm talking about it right now, I'm like having to take a deep breath because I'm putting myself back in that space and going, how does it feel in my body? And the emotion clearly that I'm able to identify is anxiety. And I can even say to Chad, man, I'm feeling so anxious. It's like I just can't get enough breath. And so that is the body marker 
It really helps when you're trying to process that you are able to attach a body marker to it. So I physically feel the pressure in my chest and that actually is my first clue. And then I go, oh, wait a minute, what is actually triggering me? Oh, this is what's triggering me. Chad is trying to convince me to get a gas stove, which sounds like a good idea in theory. Now my body is starting to panic, and if I don't like it, we've done all this work to run gas through the floor to the island, and now he's doing extra work because of a decision that he has made that I'm going along with, and here we are in this pressure place, and I start kind of panicking and going, wait a minute, we only really have like 11 days to get to make this decision. And that even feels harsh to me. <gasps> and, and so I tell him, I'm like, this is what's happening for me. I can feel the pressure. I'm having a hard time breathing. I know that I'm anxious about this. And here is the meaning. The meaning assigned to this anxiety is, what if I make a bad choice? What if I don't like it and I'm stuck with it? What if we've done all this work and I would have preferred to keep an electric stove? All those what ifs just literally start overwhelming me. And so I've learned the best thing that I can do is to kind of share that with Chad. And he's really good at kind of talking me kind of down from my tendency, but that gets ahead just a little bit. So let me kind of back up now and toss it over to Chad so he can explain a little bit of his process with anxiety. Yeah. And so for me, as I, even as I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't care about the stove. Like yeah, I, we could get a gas one and sell it and change to electric or whatever. A gas stove sell great on Facebook Marketplace, uh, <laughs> especially the, what we're gonna get. But anyway, uh, I'm like that doesn't even not, not even a concern for me. I'm like, and if you want electric, okay, we'll get electric. That's fine, and we're gonna run the gas line anyway. Not about our house decision. But for me, I have these other things that are really kind of big on my mind. Like we're taking out this load bearing wall and it's, it's got weight on both sides of it. And I'm thinking about beams and, and, and posts and all this other stuff. And then literally we did this last weekend and I'm like there with four or five people and we've got an architect who's helping us kind of make sure that it all makes sense and works uh, correctly. And so we're like in there doing this thing. And I'm like, I can't think about gas stoves. I can't think about other stuff. I can't think about even really the rest of my world. I'm like, this is literally, if this doesn't go right, our house caves in. And so in my head, I'm like, oh gosh, I got to get this right. I've got to have the help I need. I've got to have. And so I'm like laying these steps out. Then I'm like, okay, we've got to get that beam in. We get the beam in and my body is like, before it's in, I'm like tense. I'm tight. I can't sleep. I wake up early. I go over there. I'm setting up the job. I'm making sure I've got, you guys, there are like, 10 different types of fasteners that I had to use. I never cared about that that much before I started thinking about this heavy load bearing beam, right? And so it's like, you're putting these two pieces of wood together and it's all gotta work perfect. Well, it did, it did work perfect and I had great help. But I, I tried to talk to Angela about this and she's like, well, maybe we don't want the wall out. Or maybe that, and I'm like, that's not a, the, nobody seems to get how heavy this is for me. It really does put a Not ton. only is it like literally a heavy beam that you have to get a lift, but also <laughs> emotionally there is weight here. And so we're bringing these examples to you because here I am spinning out of the stove and Chad is like, the stove? Is that why you're spinning out? I'm spinning out because the roof could cave in on our heads if I don't get this right. <laughs> but here we both are and I say, hey, I feel anxious. And Chad's like, yeah, me too. And, the, and then we just kind of sit in it for a minute and we discuss our different processes. 
And that is really what we want to kind of bring to you is to get you to have an awareness around what does it feel like for me to be in it? And when I say it, it's like in emotion, in anxiety, in grief, in anger, in sadness, in fear, any of those emotions. Even we talked the last episode, in joy, in happiness, whatever it is, can I personally identify what my body is experiencing in that emotion? And then can I, and that's the next step, which is going to kind of lead us to our connect point, be able to articulate to Chad what's going on for me? Yeah. Well, and, and I think I think I have to give a shout out to our body, right? Because I was just, as we were talking about this, I'm like, I feel this level of heaviness. I feel this level of like, it's probably anxiety. We're probably both experiencing very similar anxious feelings in our bodies, but but literally that anxiety, as I kind of wrote it out or kind of thought through it, I'm like, it pushed me to go research fasteners, which I don't care about that much, and research exactly how to put this beam together and research exactly what I needed for posts. And so it really did push us to do and make really good decisions. I know way too much about convection ovens, gas ovens, electric ovens, flat tops, all the things, yeah. more than I ever need to know. But that is, I think, part of, if I'm going to come back to that P in temp, the protective action, both of us in the midst of our anxiety found ourselves going to getting more information so that we could make a good decision. And so we both kind of understand in our anxious places, we go to knowledge, we go into our head, and we try to kind of figure out what is causing the anxiety and then troubleshoot to decrease the anxiety. Now, oftentimes troubleshooting and getting all the information helps, but for me, nothing helps more than just sharing it with Chad and him going, yeah, that does make sense. I understand that you want to make the right decision. And I just want you to know if we make the wrong decision, we'll fix it. It'll be okay. I mean, that it'll be okay feels so good to my body that I can take a deep breath and I can move forward with what I think the best decision in the moment is. So you're telling me if the roof caves in, we'll be okay. (laughs) No. Um... (laughs) That was a big one. Maybe that's a bad example. (laughs) Please don't let the roof cave in. But I agree. I mean, and... I really probably in that case needed to know that like you would give me the space to work on the project and, and I needed a few days of really like sitting down and pushing through this, going to Lowe's by myself for two hours to find exactly the right fastener on the weird obscure shelf that they put it on. That's another story. <laughs> but but I needed that space and, I, and you did. You gave me the space and the time I needed to go and, and do this thing and and really, my, I think my anxiety did push me to get it right. One of the reasons that we bring up this very obscure example is because this is an external thing that's happening to both of us, and we chose it. Like, we made a we conscious choice. <laughs> yeah. We bought a house. We made a decision to do this renovation. And so there are choices that we are making that are inducing our anxiety. Well, and I think that what you're saying, man, this this is... This is how relationships function in some ways. But we didn't want to make a choice and give you an example where Chad is the one causing my anxiety or an unforeseen thing, because that gets even trickier. I mean, we think about the year 2020 and how many unpredictable things hit us that we had to respond to that we did not have control over. Or sometimes when I'm interacting with Chad and he does something that triggers me, that's a whole different level. So what we want to do in this episode is just kind of lay the foundation of an objective, 
idea, a trigger that happens that kind of gets you a little bit, yeah, yeah, that personally gets you a little bit riled up or excitable or anxious or dysregulated, any of those words that you want to use to explain that you feel something happening to you and see if you can walk yourself through. What was your trigger? What does it feel like? And can you label that emotion? Call it what it is. And then what in your head, your logic, do you assign to that emotion, the meaning behind it? The reason I'm anxious is if I make the wrong decision about this, I'm going to regret it and I don't want to regret it, which is why I'm really having a hard time making the decisions. The meaning that I've assigned that if I get it wrong, it's going to go bad. And so having that awareness gives me something to share with my partner so that he can actually join me in that space. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in the next episode as we continue in this. But man, I wish I knew this stuff way back before I ever started relationship. Of course, because if we don't know it, then we assign, like if I'm stressed out about that beam, then you might say, well, he doesn't want to be around me. He just wants to run off to Lowe's. And now all of a sudden it really is <laughs> a just relational a problem. But if I can talk about my process yeah. or you can talk about Let's your say process, I'm anxious and yeah. I just start controlling everything and freaking out. And he is like typical pursuer, typical withdrawer, typical cycler. It's my partner's fault. Yeah. Instead of going, hey, I'm really experiencing something over here and a little bit of emotional support in this would be great. Yeah, so the more we wanna, clarity we have, the better off we are. Yeah, we want to pitch to you the connect point, which is to be able to think internally for yourself, what is my T-E-M and then P, if you get that far, what is the trigger that gets me an emotion I can identify that I can assign a meaning to, and what am I drawn to do? Yeah. And so sit down and write that out if you can, and then share it with your partner. Um, or, or even if you just want to keep it for yourself to say, I'm going to try to review this if it feels like too much to share. But take some time and do that. This is a process that's been studied. There's tons of research about appraisal theory, which this is based on. But really, we're just saying, look internal. L- know your process so that you can be in some level of control of it. We do want to have regulation around some of these. We want to be able to regulate internally. We don't want you guys to just be getting hijacked by this stuff and not really know what's happening. So we're trying to bring awareness to that. Um, As always, we are so grateful that you let us journey with you in your relationship, in your process. We're so grateful that you listen to our podcast. One of the best things you can do for us is pass this on to somebody who you think might benefit from it. If you know a couple who would listen to this and would get something out of it. We'd love for you to share it with them. Also, if you have a minute and you haven't done it yet, we'd love for you to give us a review. You can like us on iTunes or Google or Spotify. That would be great as well. And we look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks.